Yo, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of Force Fear. This is your boy, Khalif, and we have a special guest with us in the studio with us today. Guess who's back? It's your girl, Jamise. I do apologize for being out last week, but you know, we all come from family. We got to take care of our family first. Absolutely. <laughs> so, but I, I have been keeping up with the show. I didn't miss a beat. I did see the show. I listened to Khalif handle it on his own. Really proud of you, honey. I know it's hard to do. <laughs> it's not like you're talking to yourself, so, but you did a really good job. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So we're, we're back talking about... um. Today, we're going to get into, it's only episode five? Yeah, we're talking about episode five of season two, Fear of the Walking Dead, called Captive. And the synopsis, before we get into the synopsis... Who we brought it? We are sponsored today by the fabulous Amazon, so please go visit our, use our link to get your Amazon purchases. Which is amazon.crusade.net. And Crusade, as always, is spelled with the K, because with the C, it's just not as fun. (laughs) exactly all right so um okay but i do before we get started on this episode i was very surprised last last episode at the end we saw um i mean when it was over and they were doing the talking dead which comes on after um fear the walking dead and i was very disappointed because they said oh only so many episodes left and i was like wait a minute i'm this is the first this that was the first i heard that i was not going to get a full season and i was i was upset Oh man, she's bringing up what I brought up last episode. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, I just, I just want you know, put that in there that that was like, you know, I, I think, didn't, I didn't get to put my two cents in last time, so I was just, I'm, I'm still on that. Like, why you keep shortchanging me, AMC? Well, I think what's <laughs> going to happen is that they're counting. I don't know what they're doing nowadays because you have this whole thing where it's like the half season. You know, like we used to have the full season, right? And then. But it seems like only they're doing this Hold half on. season stuff. No, no, no. Like, they have half season. Like, Supernatural takes a break, right? But they don't say, like, the first... Um, they would say this is the first half of season 12 or something like that, right? Or this is the mid-season finale. What would happen? You know? But now they're saying, like, I guess they're counting it, like, kind of like, this is the first story being told of the season. So this part is over. Okay, but I mean that's different with Supernatural and those other shows because those shows have always had a, a break in the middle, you know, because that's how it, it works out. Sorry, we're a little bit we're, we had like a squirrel moment. <laughs> we're a little distracted. No, no, no. By I some low flying airplanes. Yeah, like, low yeah. flying airplane. I was yeah. like, oh my god, is this four sixty two or four fifty two about to crash? <laughs> No, sometimes, remember that, I mean, um, Khalif isn't aware, but there is a, a small airport not too far from our home where a lot of people have their private planes and they do flying lists and things like that. Usually they don't fly over this part, this pattern, but sometimes, you know, I mean, they're learning, so. But there have never been any plane crashes, so uh, they have very good instructors no over there. People lost their spine Westfield out of their back. Airport. Yeah, thank goodness. Um, but anyways, when we were talking about those seasons, it's like, those, but those shows have 24 to 26 episode long seasons so of course we, we're used to them always taking a break that's that's the, the scenario exactly. but if you have a 12 episode show what you need a break for um i'm just saying i think they're going 15 but okay. i understand okay. but i think what they're going to do i think here's the plan the walking dead the mother show starts like october and goes october. and then it takes the december break 
comes back in February, finish up by March, April, something like that. They really that, right? got stopped taking so many breaks. So if those those of you who watch the mother show Walking Dead, you are aware there is an infant child on and whenever you have children in a TV show, young children, you really want to keep consistency and they ought to just even if they take breaks like showing the show, they should continue to film the show because no, no, no. the That's children age so quickly, you know. I mean, in the mother show, that's exactly what happened with Carl. Carl's supposed to be like somewhere between ten to thirteen years of age in the comic book, and so it starts out. Oh, really, he's, like he's 10. that young in the comic book? Yeah, in the comic book, he's like well, now that his eyes blown out, he's like thirteen, four, like somewhere between like, maybe like at the most fifteen to sixteen. I'm not gonna spoil it too much with specific information, but on the show, to me, I think he's fifteen, sixteen. So no, no, no. I'm just is, is that uh, no, correct? No, no. I'm saying it's. Yeah, in the show, yes, because at this point in the comic book or the storylines that I believe that will come in from the comic mm-hmm. book for Carl mm-hmm. is now going to be age appropriate. Sorry, we just tangent it all over the place. I know. So back to Fear the Walking Hold Dead. Hold on, but this is what I was saying. This is how it ties in. So with Walking Dead, it takes this break. So it goes somewhere December, mid-January, like December, January-ish break, comes back in February. Ends in April. So then Fear the Walking Dead starts up. And then it goes into, like, June. Then there's, like, a two-month break. And then it comes back for the last two to three months before October begins. Or, like, August, September. And then October, Walking Dead starts back up. This is all new. I think because they're going to, in between all of that, they're going to try to give us Both new shows. Preacher. So um, I think we might be going to that one next. But uh, we'll see. AMC is... I'll just say one more. I think I said this before, but it is a totally different channel than what I grew up watching. So go ahead, AMC. You do what you got to (laughs) do. So this episode was captive, and we have a lot of thing, a lot of captives in this episode that we're going to discuss. But uh, Khalif, go ahead, give them the synopsis of episode five. So in episode five, captive, you have Alicia works toward reuniting with her family. Travis comes across a familiar face, and Madison. And Nick try to save their family against all odds. Against all odds. Against all the odds. I'm kidding. But really, I think that synopsis is a little bit wrong because it wasn't Madison and Nick who went to save their family. It was Madison and Daniel came up with an idea that would save. Well, you know, well, I think... Well, maybe because Nick did. But we'll get into go. that because I, 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 all of a sudden I just a light bulb went off. But uh, let's go through, uh, let's go through the show. Some questions and comments we had about. I enjoyed this episode, but it was a bit boring. I thought, I, I really felt that we finally hit our very first bottleneck episode in the storytelling. Uh, I mean, I don't really understand the. Well, bottleneck well, this is what I think bottleneck means. Like you have, like think of. Of Spartan, right? You have that narrow passageway. So you have to have this one little thing to get over to get to another big thing. So you have this, um, the, the Panama Canal, if you will, connecting two large bodies of water. Right, so you have you are giving too many analogies. Just no, no, just, that's what I'm saying. So it's 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 the episode in between two episodes trying to link them together. Yes, I mean I like the way you said it, but I'm trying to be, you know podcast worthy i i mean i'm i mean i understand what it means but i don't think this is about an episode because i think they had to have an episode where madison gets the other two we got to get all the characters back together basically no exactly but in that retrospect 
just like the episode when they went on land, wasted trip. I mean, this one had a little bit more. Did they get any su- well, Okay, I think <laughs> when they go on land, they're trying to get supplies, which they never end up getting. That's sad. So I really thought How that. How they making it out there? <laughs> fishing by Daniel. Uh, Daniel the fisherman. Because as, as um, Strand said before, Daniel, you're a damn good fisherman. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Strand. Yes. Coming coming from you, this means a lot. Because <laughs> he doesn't compliment anyone, right? So that... I mean, hell. He, he doesn't afford the niceties of things. He's on a tight schedule. This is true. And we do find out more and more why it's so tight in this episode. Um, so, uh, Khalif had some really good questions we were watching it the other day. Well, you didn't ask me how I felt about it. <laughs> I thought you were just going to say it because you didn't ask me. I just I just told. I, I know, just told but everybody. you know, I thought you were going to, you know, be proper and be like, what did you think, Khalif? I've already gave my two cents. <laughs> I mean, when when have I ever been like that? Always. So, so, I really, I enjoyed it but i did feel that it was rather boring because this is why i felt like it was kind of one of those episodes that didn't really it was more of a bottleneck situation like okay you need to get this part this little thing done but it wasn't really like i've just felt like how they got to the end was really just unsatisfactory to me did anything surprise you in this episode Nothing. Me neither. Everything that happened last episode, this is just like the outcome finally happens right. from the previous episode. The only thing All that right. surprised me is Chris. I think that's the only thing that surprised me. I, I am not surprised Chris at all. Well, at let's go all. ahead. Well, without giving like a full play-by-play. Yeah, we're, we're just going to go over the things that we thought about when we were watching the show. Well, and mostly like so you, so you guys who had it, you know. Let's there talk was, about Chris. So the whole thing. How about Chris? Travis, Everybody hates Chris. So you got Travis <laughs> and Alicia, who's at the um, the the tuna boat, right? Right. They they've been captured, so they're off the boat. You got. But Madison. now we have their captives there, and Reed is captive with Madison and the crew. And you got um, Strand, Maddie, and Daniel trying to figure out what to do. Madison is like playing up the fact, like, "Oh, look, we saved you." You know what I mean? So now we got to go save my family. And this is where I felt like Maddie was really, like I said before I asked this question, is this the beginning of the Maddie Tatorship? Um, I, see, I don't understand you guys with your Rick Tatorships and Maddie Tatorships. And, you know, <laughs> a Rick Tatorship. Rick is the leader. Rick is the leader. <sighs> Dictatorship. Rick Tatorship. No, I, I understand what the words mean, but I don't see why it's important. I mean, who cares? Well, because now you're going to see who's the clear defined there is, alpha. I don't think they're going to have any clear defined alphas in this. I really don't. I think it's going to always, you know, it's going to flu- it's going to be fluid between between Daniel and Maddie and Travis and Stranton, and even sometimes may even be their kids like Nick and Alicia because they're really starting to like grow up. So I don't think there's going to be like a firm like this is the person who always makes all the decisions for the group and we just go along. Well, with it. I'm just saying that because she really got pissed off with Strand and she's like. Don't you send my son. He could have got killed looking for your friend Luis. But I think that's just natural. I mean, she was she was not aware of what was going on. No one let her know. Nick is her child. We know she cut for that. She she knows Nick is growing up. 
And she acknowledges that later. We think, oh, she's just being overprotective. But it was something really, really interesting that she said about how she's treating Nick right now. But she had every right to be upset with Strand for that because she didn't know what was going on. And her child, he could have been killed. And she would not known, you know, what had happened and what was going on. So she thought that was really, you know, don't do this stuff behind my back when it involves my kids and my family. What are you thinking? Any, any mother would be like that. Okay, I'll let you have that. <laughs> I just felt that um, we've all seen him be strung out on drugs and being very resourceful. And now that he's clean, but he's Maddie very resourceful. But doesn't know that that's what his life was like. All she knows, she sees her son uh, bef- at the beginning. I think she's changing. But when he was an addict uh, to her, her baby was a victim. He had gotten addicted to something. He was a victim. And it was her job to save him, rescue him, do whatever she had to do, turn Travis to go get him. Okay. So she didn't see him as someone like how Strand saw him. Well, this guy's resourceful. He know he know how to get the drugs. You know, that's like, what, I mean, I enjoyed that conversation between her and Strand when he's like, in five minutes, I saw his um, his qualities, and you still don't know the boy. I think she does. I I think she does, but she comes to terms with it. But like, I don't know. Um, we want to just talk about that right now, then. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Um. So. The part where, you know, they're, they're going to do the exchange, where they do the exchange, um, this little plan Madison has to save Travis and Alicia. But she made Nick stay behind. Yeah, but Nick was like, oh, I want to go. And her mom has to treat me like a boy, baby, you know, whatever. And she said, I, you know, I'm not going to let you go. And he's like, well, why not? It's like, because you wanted too much. So it wasn't that she's trying to protect her baby anymore. She is seeing something in him and she's like, this is not going to work out. You, you're, you're, you're getting like, I guess, real bold and you may make bad choices. I don't really trust you to do it. Not that I think you're a baby and I need to protect you, but I don't trust you to do it. Ooh. But she wouldn't say it like that. She did it mom way and said, you want this too much. I didn't get that. Hey, man, I'd be watching because as a woman, you know, we'd be watching how moms and women like act and we're always trying to like figure it true. out. I mean, I will. I I mean, I don't disagree. I mean, because he is getting bold. He mm-hmm. is um, taking risks. He's feeling a little bit invincible. Well, because he figured out the gormophage or the chemical. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that's the first time hearing that but i know you probably heard that i somewhere. heard it on another podcast that's not my original right thought. the zombie gut camouflage yeah, the zombie yeah. gut camouflage the gormophage mm-hmm. he figured like that out deer piss on you is that, is that what deer hunters do they pour deer piss on i think so something like that but yeah so um so he figured out how to get the blood all on him to keep the zombies away from him. so he doesn't feel like they're gonna attack him he has to be the predator to get them to come to him so he can kill them and get it, get the gormiflage. <laughs> so he knows this, but he hasn't shared this with anyone yet. Because mm-hmm. maybe he's still testing it out. Right. And so he has a feeling that he can be invincible with him right. like getting covered and he can walk amongst right. the um the zombies. Mm-hmm. But, but that could be dangerous and could get you know the family members killed. And she's like, No, this is a job that I need to do. And she's not afraid, so, you know. No, no, no. And, I mean, it seems better for Madison to go. And we know it worked out. It was better for her to go. No, no, no. I'm just saying, like, it was. But someone did bring up before, and I did wonder about this. Um, in the last episode, if you saw it. Um, Honey, I, 
Oh, you oh, mean yeah. if I noticed it? Yeah. Not if uh, I saw it. I mean, I saw, we saw it, but okay. yeah, if I noticed it. When Strand it. got shot, shot at, right? And he's floating in the water and they're like, and they said, oh, if that didn't get him, the hypothermia will. Right, yes. But in the beginning of that episode, you had Naked Nick swimming in the ocean. Yes. So here's my thought. Okay. Or the question that was Naked posed Nick. on this. <laughs> Sorry. Here's the um the the question that was posed on the other show and I saw in other forums. Um, how come Nick can swim through this freezing cold water that will give you hypothermia and Strand is in the water freezing to death? Oh, that's that's very easy. I know the science behind it. I I can I can answer. I can. Well, speak the reason to why that. I'm bringing this up because the other show I was listening to, mm-hmm. they were talking, they they were discussing this same mm-hmm. point, and I had the reason. Mm-hmm. I mean, when I was learning how to swim from a Navy SEAL, you had to swim. We were swimming in a pool full of cold water. Right. And so the fast, the more you move, the warmer you got. Right. But if you're shot and injured, you're just laying in it. Yeah. Of course. Of course. And it's not like it's not like the ocean is freezing cold, but it is cold. You know. So if you're in the water too long, you do risk that you know, but if you're if you are swimming, you know, you are you're moving, you're continuously moving. So then you yeah, is it that's like a no dove. Anybody I mean anyone who's well, see, that's what I was thinking and I wanted to call into that show. But I'm listening to it after. Yeah, Strand is injured. I mean, was he actually He's shot? possibly injured. I don't think so. I don't think he... Because in this episode, he was just suffering from the aftershocks of hypothermia. He was just covered in a blanket and shaking. But I don't think he was shot. He didn't swim. Yeah, he just floated there. He just the stayed rug. there. So, I don't know. I don't know why he just... I guess because he didn't know where to swim. I mean, it was pitch black. Right? So I guess he was trying to wait till morning to figure out where he was. Um, but yeah, so he he's sick from being in the water, but he didn't die from hypothermia. So we know it's not freezing cold water. It's not like at the Titanic when the people froze in 30 minutes. You know, it's it's not freezing cold water, but it is cold. So yeah, that's what I thought. And I was just thinking that um, I wanted to address that. Okay. Yeah, those so, people are just idiots. They don't know anything about science. Hey, I, I like I like those guys. Leave them alone. Oh, was them? I thought it was like fans or something. No, no, no. It was they. The fans of his show, their show, brought uh-huh. it up, oh, okay. and they were discussing it, but they didn't. Well, have let's the discuss. Well, that's the previous episode, but let's discuss why Chris shot Reed. I love this whole scene because I was like, these people is about are so stupid. They gonna leave Chris's little fragile self alone. With this dude who is just talking well, all kinds of shite, you well, know. First and foremost, I was like, "Don't leave Chris with this guy." Because why do you keep leaving Chris alone? Immediately, if you remember from the previous show, Reed attacked. Like I didn't have any reason why. Why did Travis offer to hot water the boat when you guys told? Reed, you shot the captain, who most likely has the keys. He's out in the water. He had the key. So. How come, why did you offer that? Reed has no reason to shoot Chris. You follow me? And if they lost the boat, it was Reed's fault because Connor was going to be mad with Reed at that point because they can't start the boat. Okay, but I don't, I, don't see what, I don't see what your point is. Reed has no reason to, to shoot Chris. Okay, when, okay, if you remember, 
Reed looked like he started to attack the weakest link out of everyone. Well, immediately, because Chris is the one who didn't shoot. He was like, Dad, 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 should I shoot him? Should I shoot him? You know, and, you know, Reed immediately was like, this one, he the young one. But see, but that's what I'm saying. stupid. (laughs) He attacked the weakest link. So with him attacking the weakest link, it really showed that um, he was bullying Chris. So... And he's picking on that, and that's his yeah. He was bullying him over mm-hmm. Chris. Mm-hmm. So Chris, now as we would say, his manhood is hurt. He I don't know if it's that. Well, because he told Chris, he says, if you ever have to ask the question, should you shoot someone, should be dead. Yeah, but I don't think it's his manhood. It is he does he feels guilty because he the fact he shot. didn't shoot is why the boat was taken over and why his dad is missing. He thinks that it's all gonna come down his head. And Reed feeds into that. You know, Reed knows immediately he's like, Yeah, I'll make you feel bad about this and you know, da 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 you know, and I is like so he was really manipulating him from the very beginning. No, exactly. So and so why did Chris shoot Reed? Because Reed was talking all that mess. That's why he. That's why Chris shot Reed. Well, because I like this little exchange with Daniel <laughs> and Reed. And he's like, you know, I've been around many horrible men in my life. And you know what they all had in common? Mm-hmm. They didn't all say how fear, like, fearsome how, they were. Yeah, they yeah. just. They just they, they just, just were right, and that's true. Like we always make that joke. Like if a if a man has to say, oh, "I'm a grown ass man," you must not be a man because men don't have to always say it. You just show it exactly. So I think that um, that was really funny, and Daniel was very calm with him. And, and Daniel explained to Chris, he's just like Chris was already showing that he was upset with that. Re- talking re- trash. Yeah, and he says, "Well, to him. he's afraid." He's scared. That's why he keeps trying to show off how bad he is. He's not that bad. He's he has fear. And but so, Chris doesn't believe it. Oh no, because he wants a little revenge for what oh, happened yeah. to him. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely wants this guy to be gone, and it was their fault for leaving him alone. So, so you say Chris killed Reed out of revenge? Is that what you're I'm saying? I'm saying he killed him out of revenge, and you know, like every kid. When they fuck up, when they mess up, and they give an excuse, why? Uh, uh, but 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 he was gonna turn, he was gonna turn on them things. He was gonna turn. I I, I knew it. I knew it. So yeah. Ain't so nobody believed him. I don't even think Madison believed him. But they let it go. She she has she her motherly instinct, and she loves this boy, and she's gonna be like, okay, honey, we believe you. It's okay. We're, we'll figure it out. Don't worry about it. <laughs> so, yeah, I really believe it was an execution by Chris. but Not even execution. It was a straight revenge kill. No, no, that's what I'm saying. But, you know, he doesn't know how to kill people yet. Man, I mean, really. We had a zombie brain. Well, well, it wasn't a zombie yet. Reed's brain splattered on the back, and they cleaned it up, and the thing comes back to life. We're like, no, oh, no, he no. didn't get him good. It wasn't. I don't think it was his brain. I think, like, if you look, go back chunks. and look. If, but go back and look at Reed had a crowbar. Shish yes. kebab through his yes. back. Yes. Okay. Now, Reed had half of his face missing. Not a, not a complete half, just like from like his mouth. I'm saying like his mouth. So I think whatever happened, he shot and not looked. And you know, I don't think he was looking. How can you miss like that? Yeah. So he missed, and the bullet like goes through his mouth, comes out of his face. I, I think it went through the back of his head. I don't. I do. I really don't. 
I mean, did. how could you explain that? They're picking up chunks. I mean, have you? I mean, you shoot somebody. What chunks are they picking up? Then if it's not, it's not brains. It's gonna be flesh, not brain matter. Flesh matter. And they have I'm to clean it Khalif up. I'm giving Khalif the ickiest look. I didn't really look at it too closely, but anyways, while they're cleaning up. Sorry, I've seen a lot of movies where dudes had like got shot. But, and there, but there's a lot of fallacies of in this show, though. You know, so hey, I'm just saying. and let's be on. I mean, to be perfectly honest, JFK was shot in the head, and he survived for a while. So you can survive a shoot in the head, just not for very long. A shoot in the head. A, a shot to the head. <laughs> a shooting in your head. <laughs> I don't know. So a but, shooting. <laughs> but here's my next question: That I mean, a lot of this stuff I don't really want to talk about with the show. But these are some of the few points that I had. A made. lot of stuff you don't want to talk about with the show. What are you talking about? Oh no, no, no. There's some other things. That's why I didn't want to do the play by play because the show. We're was not really doing boring. the play by play. No, no, no. I'm just I'm I'm reiterating about the big moments. <laughs> yeah, because the rest of it was really boring. Uh-huh. But since Chris has shot Reed. This is the second person Chris has killed in the show. Is Chris becoming a serial killer? He had a taste for killing someone and looked at the the spineless dude, right? He looked him in the eye and beat him in the head, right? And now he shot Chris, or Reed, Chris shot Reed in cold blood. I mean, we could say it was a mercy killing in the airplane, the fuselage, but he straight up he didn't he didn't Reed. take he didn't take joy from it. I so that's why I don't think I really don't think Chris is a serial killer because he is not he didn't take joy from these kills. He he killed Reed. He felt a little bad about it because he knows he did it out of revenge. But let's be honest, Reed Reed was gonna die regardless. So I mean, he was shish kebab. I mean, and maybe he was die. a little bit scared. Maybe he was scared that if Reed is still alive, that we're you know we're gonna die too. So maybe it was fear too. So that's why he tried to be like, but he didn't look like he took pleasure out of that. And when he did the mercy killing on the airplane, he didn't take, like he thought he was going to kill that guy in one hit. It didn't work. So he had to like, he, he did it again and again to make sure. And so I'm just like, I think that um, he's not taking pleasure out of it. So a serial killer? No, I don't think so. Well, the next thing is, my next question is, um, how did Alicia get punked by the pregnant lady? But before we do that, I'm, I'm just going to set it up. Like after Alicia got on the boat, Connor's oh yeah, talking. so we're we're not on our boat anymore. Now let's go back to the tuna boat where Alicia and Travis are being held captive. Right, so Alicia and Travis are being held captive on the tuna boat. They're trying. Alicia's trying to get into her new job, talking to Jack, and um. But Connor is talking, wanted some time alone with Alicia, and really like I guess talk to her, mm-hmm. and he cooks her a steak. Mm-hmm. Well. When Connor leaves her alone... I ain't never eat no steak in the zombie apocalypse. I mean, that's weird. Yuck. I, I mean, <laughs> I say the reason why I thought this was weird is because you have um, the making steak. And I've seen, like, zombie movies or things where supposedly... we Or, like, in um, Terminus from the the mother show, we have food. We have meat. And then all of a sudden... But honey, it's the beginning of the apocalypse. This is it's real steak. I don't know. I just wouldn't... I just... you. You're on a tuna boat. I don't see no. I don't see any cows. This tuna Honey. boat looks awful. Where are you getting all this food from? It's being the apocalypse. It's real. I don't doubt this. Real. It's just that for me, I like my steak um, medium, a little bit bloody. And with the zombie, it's too much blood going on. So I, I can't. Oh, my stomach. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be vegetarian in the zombie apocalypse because I just don't want to see any more blood. So, I'm okay. And as so, Connor leaves this scene. And the pregnant lady comes by, Alicia cuts the steak, and the pregnant woman that 
help get them captured, comes by, takes the steak off her fork, eats it, and then just takes the entire plate. <laughs> and I'm like, how did she you get... She was hungry. I'm like, how did you get punked by this pregnant lady? Because everyone's treating her like she fried. But see, I'm like, this lady brings it on herself, and I'd be done. I mean, I wouldn't hit her for taking my steak, because I don't really care. Be like, enjoy it. I hope you choke on it, you fat bitch. <laughs> I was like, punch her in the belly. I was like, do something. You're not gonna be punking me. I hope you choke on it. Because I mean, I'm looking at I'm looking at Connor's situation, right? It's kind of almost like prison. Yeah. You gotta beat the you gotta when you come to prison, you gotta kick ass or people gonna punk you. She's like a captive. I mean, Alicia's captive, but the pregnant one isn't, so whatever. I didn't think that was a big deal. I was just like, this lady, she's just she's just irritating. We just she just keeps developing herself to be just someone who's very irritating. You hope you know she just you just want to punt kick her through something. So And then the next thing you had, so you know, there's this whole thing with Jack showing Jack Alicia. and Alicia. So what's going on with that? I have no idea. I was like, this radio tender thing, did they really have a radio con- tender? Did they, <laughs> did they have this love connection? You know, did they really feel like because she says at one point she just wanted to help him, you know. I think she felt sorry for him at first when he shows up on the boat and he's doing those things. I think her mind switched, but she knows because us women know we have feminine wiles and we can manipulate situations. And she knew that she, just like how uh, Reed picked on Chris, she knew she could manipulate Jack. Well, well, yeah, that's what I think. Because I was like, this is straight manipulation because she's immediately, like, on the boat before they go back to the tuna boat. She's trying to strike a deal with Connor. I mean, not Connor, with Jack. She's striking a deal with him. And he's like, well, what about my family? What about this? And he's like, I could talk to Connor. I can talk to Connor. So it just, I felt like it immediately she's honing in on him. And, like, she knows that there was some connection between them two. And she could see in his eyes. So like on the he boat, really, he really, he really lonely. He's really so, lonely because he see, did I, lose his girlfriend. But see, Alicia hasn't been lonely though. I mean, she lost her boyfriend. She did, and um, but she's been with her family who loves her. So she's not out there on her own. Jack was on his own, and Connor kind of like adopted him. You know, he obligated Jack. Right. So he's not that loyal to Connor because he was willing to do, you know, help Alicia, whatever, whatever. But he, he was like a puppy. He fell for her hard. And she was like, no, I seen what the ugliness that your group does. And you can't even tell me what happens to the other boats. I don't, I'm, I'm not that into you, dude, but I'll, I'll pretend if it gets me out of here. So, and I just felt like, and so I was thinking, I said, did Jack think there could have been a relationship? Oh yeah. Like, look, I got you on this boat. We could be together now. I felt bad for Jack because at the end when she, I do because he he's cute. I like Jack. I do. He's, and so he's handsome. and so at the end when Alicia she's making her daring escape and she slides that off was the back really end. cool. She slides off the back <laughs> end of the tuna boat into the water to mm-hmm. Madison and Daniel. Um, he just looked no like, Madison and Nick or Travis. Sorry, Madison and Travis. Oh, okay, sorry, Madison and Travis. Mm-hmm. Um, Jack was standing at the top of the boat like he lost his oh, puppy. No. No, he's a puppy who lost his master. Master just kicked him and took off. So I think Alicia felt bad about that. So Because he is a human being and she is a good person. And she did feel bad about manipulating him. But at the end of the day, it's like, dude, this is my family. Well, my other thing that and I was They came to of, get me. <laughs> yeah, another thing I was thinking of, is this the last of Jack? I don't, I don't think know. So. You don't think so? No. How, 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 how do you think we're running to him again, though? I don't know, but it's just like, okay, look at Alex, because 
at this point, Alex came back in this episode. Man, that little rotten thing. Because I asked this question a few episodes ago, is this the last of Alex? But Alex, Alex yeah, Alex. But um, with Alex, she um, she gave over the um, the information about information the about the Abigail and was going to give them to her because she was really. Why did she blame? Like, remember this scene? Oh, of course, I remember it. But it was. I thought she was valid. But what do you think? I, I, what I was saying. Why did she blame Travis? She said why she blamed Travis. I don't have, explain it to me. Why? I don't because get it. she said that he put them on that raft and he knew what was going to happen. Travis doesn't deny that when he said, and he he did know. He knew he knew that Strand wasn't going to have it. Oh, okay. But he wanted to pretend. I mean, because you can tell what Travis's face was like. Oh, well, let's give him some water and some blankets and ah. Okay. But I'm gonna let Strand do the dirty work because he knew Strand wasn't going to cut for that. Okay, I'm with that. So she and he, blamed, and he didn't deny it when Alex said that to him. He was like, "Oh, well, no," because she. I, I remember her saying, "Like I saw it on your face," and that boy died, and I was like, "Ooh, of course he died." He turned on her, and he had, she dumped him in the water. No, she killed him before he turned. Oh yeah, that's yeah, right. She, Don't she, let me turn. She said what she had to do, and it. And I was like. Girl, don't. I, I mean, she playing the whole thing, but I was like, you cold blooded killed those other guys on the boat. Exactly. And they weren't turning. They weren't sick. They didn't ask you for mercy. So don't be acting like you some kind of victim. Oh, please. I was like, I wish, I really wish that Travis knew that about her because I feel like Travis is going to feel guilty about this. And he has nothing to feel guilty about. But I think because the reason why she had this out against him taught him. And I think this. This run-in with the Connor group is really going to harden our group to not help people oh, so much. Oh, yeah. Now they're going to be like, oh, we're sorry, Strand. You, you were telling the truth. We're we so sorry, Strand. <laughs> so this is the reason why I was like, is this the last of Jack? Because Jack understands how to read radar and how to find things. He knows the Abigail now. They called it my... Um, 44 or something like mm-hmm. that marine yacht so i think he's going to be able to track this boat down because they have other boats as well similar to strand so i think he's going to seek revenge against alicia for playing <gasps> what he gonna he may he'll team up with alex and they'll try to seek revenge against the abigail probably but because Alex didn't Alex say she's not she's not going to be held captive by anybody. So she yeah. But now we we Connor's probably going to die from his injuries from his brother. So oh yeah. So just to let you guys know, um, Reed did die after Chris shot him. He turned like Chris said, (laughs) tried to prevent, and then they used this whole they devised Madison. Daniel devised a plan to like take the brother, take him anyway, take him anyway, and um. And when they were like, give me my brother. And when they unveiled the brother, he was a zombie and he just attacked everybody <laughs> and bit his brother in the arm. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know what's going to happen for that. They may, they may come back again. Um, I have a feeling that also from earlier episode that those, those two brothers, we may see them again too. What two brothers? From when, from that family. Oh, mm-hmm. oh, oh yeah. The. The survivalists. Mm-hmm. No, they're going to be on that. They're going to be on that 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 island. I mean, I don't know. It would be interesting, but um, I, I would I would like to see Jack again. 
I I really could care less about Alex. I hope she dies because she is a murderer and she crazy. You know who I would love to see again? Who? Tobias. Is that from season one? The fat guy who just seemed We're to never going to see him again. We're never going to see this guy again. Which is too bad because. He kind of got the zombie apocalypse yeah, and yeah. he's just like, we got to get out of here. Stay out the streets. Do this. I was like, we need that right now. But they're learning. They're on a quick learning scale. Okay, but to wrap up, though, the only thing that I can say that I am worried about, I'm worried about Daniel. Why? He's starting to hear voices. He's starting to crack on us. When did this happen? Sorry, I missed this part of the episode. When he was um, getting zombie read ready, you know, putting the baggers in and stuff, he started to hear voices. Something was talking to him. And he almost took the bag off, but then his daughter came in and said whatever, and it was time for them to get ready. So then he kind of shook it off. But, yeah, he's hearing voices. Maybe it's because in this situation. He um, had PTSD flashbacks? Yes. I think what happened was that, um, like he says, like in the first season, Daniel talks about how there are like certain things that happen when the military come in, people will start disappearing and they will start torturing people. And but wasn't he part of the military though? He was the one doing the he torturing. He became part of the military and they made him torture people. Well, anyways, that's a concern, I think. It's a liability. Um, they're gonna probably end up having to kill um I think what's probably gonna happen, they're gonna end up having to kill Daniel. Not now, but it's gonna be once they get into Mexico. Cause he's kinda gonna go crazy a little bit. I don't know, maybe they'll just lock him up. I don't know. So, but see, that is a big question mark, too, coming forward, is how, see, Strand thinks he can get them all into Mexico. But, but Luis told him he only bought enough money to get, to get two, two of them. not eight, into Mexico. But Strand thinks that he, so we'll see. He can talk his way. <laughs> I don't know what they're going to do, but we'll we'll see. I, I don't guess. know. I think that's the bigger thing for the group right now. Like, how will they get into Mexico if Luis they doesn't gotta have They got to get off of this yacht at some point. They will. And then we're going to find out. It's probably going to be the the mid-season finale, I think, is what we're going to – they're going to finally get to Mexico. I don't know. Is that is that the next show? No, no, no. We oh. have, I think, um, two more. It's going to stop okay. seven. Okay. So then I think it goes on this, like, two- All to three-month right. break. Well, do you have any Closing questions or, concern, or something that you think we should be looking out for in future episodes? Actually, I think we should look out for the development of Nick – to become more of a Glenn-ish character. I think he's already proven to be like Glenn. But see, okay, what I really would no, like no, no. to I do, mean, though... I it, mean, what I mean by that is that um, people were okay with sending Glenn on these errands, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Now, Maddie knows that he he can do these things and he comes back unscathed, right? So, will she slowly begin to become okay with the fact that he can do these things? I think she's okay with it. I just think she doesn't want him to because of how he's he's showing too much bravado. But I think, um, and again, and in the zombie apocalypse, too much bravado gets you bit. Yeah, it does. It really does. But see, I really want, in my opinion, Fear the Walking Dead stands alone from Walking Dead. So I want to stop trying to draw comparisons. It's a totally different situation. It's, not, it's still they have tropes and they're all falling in line. And I'm just using this as a okay. basis 
for people to co- not to compare it to the original show, but just these are things that if you've been a fan of watching the but six seasons, our fans, if you are not in The Walking Dead, you're totally okay. You're really not missing anything. If you're just watching Fear the Walking Dead, uh, it, it's fine. It stands on its own. So, and the only thing is that, um, what do you think? Okay, here's the thing to look out for. What do you think will happen once they arrive in Mexico? Is it because if you remember, Mexico shut down the border. That tent mm-hmm. town, that tent town was near the border of Mexico and the US. It was at the border. Yeah. yeah. It was empty. What happened to all of those people? You know, I was thinking the same thing. I'm like, he only found one walker? Yeah, so, and then, so is... Maybe they got arrested. And since Mexico shut down the border, is there will there be areas of Mexico that hasn't Full been of affected? illegal immigrants? No, that hasn't been affected I don't think yet. Mexico's been affected at all. Well, here's what I'm saying. So this is what to look out They're for. They're going to bring the infection with them. <gasps> and so when Mexico, so Mexico, so we'll probably finally no. Get, Hold on. Let me say this. So Mexico okay. will be like unscathed, but it's starting to develop there as well. The the, the zombie stuff, right? Uh-huh. And we'll finally probably get what we missed in that nine-day jump in Mexico. The fall of society. Okay. Um. Yeah, I think Mexico already has the zombie issue, so... I think so, but I mean, we're going to get the fallout. Like, um, you're going to see that. it happen. Maybe, but they like to jump around a lot in the show, so it's hard to know. Uh, that's all. I mean, those are all the things that I was thinking of all for right. this show. Well, that but, does it. Well, we hope this. Well, next next week we'll be back next week for episode six. Oh, sure. And will. hopefully, we'll. I may watch another horror film within that time to add another little horror review at the end of this. So we kept that going, but we didn't do it this week because we, we haven't seen any horror movies. We actually saw something else, and we'll be. We'll talk about that on the new newest episode of Friendly Fire. Don't forget about Friendly Fire. And on that note, I'm your boy Khalid. And I'm your girl Jamise. Force Fear out. <laughs>